You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 55 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. You know, it's pretty common for a husband and wife or anybody who's married to own joint investment accounts. A lot of the times if you're married and you decide you want to invest in the stock market or you want to invest in anything else, you open up a joint account with equal ownership and you invest money in that account and the money grows and the benefit of doing a joint account is both husband and wife have access to that account at their discretion and if one spouse were to die, the other would automatically take over that money. And that sounds great in theory and most of the time it works out really well. Except when estate planning comes into play, there could be a couple of areas that you're going to want to be aware of that could make creating an account like that and using an account like that as you age not in your best interest because of some quirky estate laws. So in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about that and why titling your accounts as joint owners, specifically those investment accounts, are something you're going to want to think deeper about specifically, again, as you age in retirement. So here is a common situation that plays out, kind of like what I talked about before, is you own a joint account, a joint investment account. Let's just say you have, you know, $200,000 in that joint account, and it's owned jointly uh, 50-50 between you and your spouse. And let's assume that you're older people and you don't have a lot of life ahead of you. Or let's just say you're younger and one of one of you passes away early. Let's also assume that inside that joint account, that of that two hundred thousand, there's a hundred there's a hundred thousand dollars of gain. So over the course of your life, you have contributed a hundred thousand dollars into that investment account, and over that same time period, it has produced gains of a hundred thousand as well. Well, if one spouse were to pass away, and again we're assuming that it's a jointly owned account. The other spouse would take ownership of all that money. However, their basis, the surviving spouse's basis in that account would only be stepped up $50,000 because the deceased other spouse would allow their basis in the $100,000 worth of gain to be stepped up, which means that now the surviving spouse would own $200,000 and the cost basis of that account would be one hundred and fifty. dollars 100000 of the original money contributed and the step-up in basis that belonged to that spouse. And this is where it gets interesting because let's just say instead of 200000 you had $2 million in an account like that and your basis is 100000 That could mean that step-up in basis could be a huge tax benefit for that surviving spouse, but you don't get that tax benefit as a joint owner, because only half the money, or I guess technically only half of the money belonged to the deceased spouse. So only half of the gain inside that account gets stepped up. And this is where it could be really, really interesting because if you find yourself in poor health, or again, if you see that you're getting older and you see those taxable gains inside that account, those long-term gains inside that account continuously growing, Well, a really interesting tax planning strategy could be to split the account and instead of having a 
joint account where the money is split 50-50, you could actually have the money, majority of the money and the majority of the gains in an account under the name of that older spouse or the spouse that is in not so good of health. Which means that if that spouse were to end up passing away first, that surviving spouse would get the full step up in basis in the majority of that money. Now, nothing really happens in the in the intern until that spouse passes away because, again, we're seeing you as a married couple and you're spending that money together regardless of whose name's on the account. It's just that that account could end up producing a lot of long-term capital gains, which gets eliminated because of that step-up in basis. Now, there's going to be a couple things you're going to want to be aware of. The first one is if you live in a community property state, and those community property states are a lot of west and southwest states in America, and those are Alaska, Arizona, California, Idaho, Louisiana, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Washington, and the only Midwestern state is Wisconsin. So if you live in one of those states, you actually are opting into essentially um, creating community property entities or accounts, which means that regardless of how anything's titled, everything you own inside of a marriage is 50-50, whether it's in your name or not, whether it was brought into the marriage before you were married or not. So just be aware that this step-up in basis rule or planning technique may not even need to be taken advantage of if you're in one of those community property states. But if you're in a common law state, which is every other state, something like this could be beneficial. The other thing you're going to want to have to be aware of is if that spouse that is in not so good of health ends up passing away within a year of taking ownership of a lot of those assets, you won't get the benefit of being able to get the full step up in basis if you were named as the surviving beneficiary. And again, that's another key rule that you're going to want to make sure if you do this that the spouse you transfer the money into is in good enough health where they're not going to disinherit you as a surviving spouse or the potential surviving spouse by changing the beneficiaries on that account without your knowledge. And again, that's something that spouse is able to do at their discretion once they become full owners of that money or of that account. So there's a lot of things you're going to want to keep an eye on and become aware of if you find yourself in this situation where you have a large tax liability in these taxable accounts and you want to take advantage as much as possible the the step up in basis rules and transferring that money to an older spouse or a spouse that is in not so good of health and you anticipate that spouse passing away first. And if that were to happen and you were named as a surviving beneficiary or TOD on that account, you would be able to get the full step up in basis on that money and all of that tax liability could be gone. And it's also important to note this only works with taxable accounts where capital gains are at play. Essentially, if we're talking about IRAs or 401ks or any other type of deferred retirement savings accounts, this obviously does not come into play because those type of an account you can't even own jointly to begin with. And regardless of step up in basis rules, those don't apply to the retirement accounts like the IRAs and 401ks, there's actually complete different rules that get involved with something like that. So there you go, FarmD Nation. If you find yourself in this situation or you anticipate you could find yourself in this in this um, situation, and that could be where you're a young married couple and you know you're going to start investing a ton of money into taxable accounts for your future, joint ownership of an account is great for ease of 
both spouses being able to transact on that account. However, from an estate planning standpoint, if you live in a common law state, there are things you're going to want to think through to really determine if joint ownership of accounts like that are in your best interest, specifically if one spouse is way older than the other, or if you find that one spouse is in far less better health than the other and you anticipate one passing away, or it's much more likely that one will pass away much sooner than another. If you're looking for more information about myself or the podcast, please visit my website, farmdfp.com. FarmD Financial Planning is a fully serviced financial advisory firm serving pharmacists all over the country. And that's all I have for you today. Until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.